Hello, and welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of June 7th, 2017. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. So it's June. That means things are only going to get more and more movie-related. Oh, dear. So I hope you are all prepared. Uh, I actually uh, posted a photo to Twitter today. That's our Twitter is at Iacon UG uh, of a, uh, a Schick Hydro Man uh, store display that I saw at Walgreens today. Uh, so <laughs> there, there's also been a uh, Enterprise car rental car commercial, <laughs> uh, various other things, some crazy like Sort of distressingly topical government immigrant organization. Like, I don't know, is it an ARG or is it just a thing? I guess, I don't know, like every Transformers news website and even the wiki's Twitter had bits of it. I haven't paid attention to a goddamn thing about it. (laughs) I think I retweeted one or two on our, uh, on our main uh, Twitter feed. But yeah, there's some kind of thing going on about uh, the people the hunting down Transformers, and it's all very ARG-like. Yeah, I know. I uh, we're getting... I never quite understood ARGs. Like, I think the only one I paid any attention to was the one for the first movie, and I didn't care halfway through. So uh, we're getting more and more toy stuff. Uh, apparently, our good buddy Cogman is going to be a Titan Master. Yay. Uh, whether that's what they actually call him or not. Uh, and that's kind of cool that they've got something like that that's going I, from the main line. I love that Brian Goldner, Hasbro CEO, was quoted as saying, He's a headmaster if you know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I think it was if you know what that kind of thing is. You mean like he he runs a school, like a boarding school in England? Or? Well, he has an English accent and is weird. He's like a ninja butler thing. It's he's odd, but apparently the, his head comes off and he becomes a little dude. Oh yeah, is he? I forget. Was he like voiced by some guy who was like a butler in Downton Abbey or something? I think so. <sighs> Oh my god, that's ridiculous. So maybe, maybe he does. I've been told that people who grew up in the UK reading the, the UK comics found the term headmaster for these kind of amusing because, you know, that's kind of their term for like a school principal. So, uh, but yeah, he will come off. He can apparently attach to at least one other guy, a Decepticon named Nitro. Yeah, Nitro's head comes off, but does not become a little dude. It just comes off. <laughs> and and uh. does Bumblebee then have to carry it around and, like, <laughs> makes fun of it? <laughs> I don't know, but Nit- Nitro's been the nicest looking design of the toys I've seen so far, so I wanted him anyway, but the fact mm-hmm. that I could take his head off and, like, people could carry it around, it- he could pose him <laughs> in such fun ways, like people stealing his head. It's like a, a friend of mine had a figure of uh, Christopher Walken's Headless Horseman from that uh, Sleepy Hollow movie from a little while back, and it was just great to just 
both put his head on things and put other heads on to him. I know at uh, some point somebody's figure of Asuka from Evangelion had Christopher Walken's head <laughs> on it. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's the fun about a lot of Japanese toys and swapping parts. Yeah, so I suppose him being, if he's actually, like, in the movie, like, as a human-sized guy, it's a lot more acceptable that his name is Cogman, uh, because, you know, then he's, he would presumably be, like, if he was by himself with a bunch of humans, that would be his distinguishing characteristic, versus his distinguishing characteristic being, being 20 feet tall. So, uh, I, I, I am kind of desperately hoping that we're mispronouncing it, and that mm-hmm. in the movie it's Cogman. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. I mean, if he's British, it might be like if you've uh, heard any interviews or any uh, convention panels with some of the uh, British creators hear about the Decepticons. <laughs> so, so yeah, maybe it, it could be. Actually, since uh, since I know. At the very least, Simon Furman pronounces it that way. I I feel that that should now be canon. That's actually <laughs> Decepticon. Uh, also, there is a guy named Ravenspar, who is an Autobot, and also oh, yeah. uh, the surname of my next D&D character. <laughs> so. yeah, and, but the weird thing, he's a uh, black repaint of Robots in Disguise... Le- uh, Legion scale, whatever the little ones are, Soundwave. So yeah. it's yeah, and he's not huh. painted with like Soundwave's face. He has like two eyes painted on it. And it's such a bizarre little thing, but he's called Ravenspar, so I kind of want him. So is he gonna be? I I'm assuming that anyone who has a repaint is not actually in the movie. Is is Sir not appearing in this picture? <laughs> well, yes. Well, um. Well, I think one Not of the other things in that size was, yeah, like one of the um, Decepticons that, or something, is just a repaint a breakdown, something. Because uh-huh. hmm. with the little toys, they just use whatever well, they got on hand. Yeah, I mean, I'm not counting stuff that's redecos of other movie toys. I mean, stuff that's redecos of Prime Soundwave. Hmm. So. So yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I guess that stuff we'll all be finding out in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a picture of the hot rod toy. Uh, there's pictures of various things. It's, I mean, this stuff is just going to be coming on heavier and heavier as we get to the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then Probably it'll ramp up for a week, and then it'll all be on clearance. You know, as as a brief aside, I remember when the Jurassic Park toys came out like a week before the movie, and that was like, oh my god, like <laughs> it's so early. And just and this isn't just a Transformers thing. This is so many toy lines get the toys out on the shelves so far ahead of the movie that by the time the movie comes out, you're actually kind of meh on the toys. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I guess they want market penetration. 
Yeah, you want them and out the at the toys. peak time when the things are out, and, and it takes so long to get that many toys into production and shipped and in stores that it, it's it's a strange mess of windows. But you back want them in the old sh- days. <laughs> you want them on shelves before and at the start of the big marketing campaign for the movie and having them as part of that marketing campaign at this yeah. point. Back in my day, you waited eight or nine years for the Aliens toy line to come out. And we liked it. <laughs> what wasn't it like? I like how, like the, the original animated Transformers movie, the toys, new characters for that movie came out after the movie? Like, by the time it was on VHS, I think? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. I mean, Apart from the uh, outlier that is the alien stuff, yeah, uh, and and even that was at the time pushing more of the tie-in with the uh, the comics, uh, but but yeah, it used to just you know I I think the uh, the Godzilla you know that Godzilla the Godzilla Godzilla what was it nineteen ninety seven. Godzilla 97. Uh, 7, 98, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think it's 97. <laughs> I, I vaguely recall it being 1997, because that's why I was working at a mall bookstore, because I got to uh, be the person to put the display out once the street date arrived. Uh, but that had a street date that was like a week before the movie. Or maybe it was the day of the movie. I remember it being a, you know, it was a big spoiler, because the, you know. What the... He actually looked like, yeah. <laughs> he looked like. Anyway, so yeah, it just seems... I I can definitely get behind the idea of the toys being pushed as part of the marketing campaign being more important than people not being sick of seeing the toys by the time <laughs> they've seen the movie. Uh, and And maybe, I don't know. Maybe I just have residual feelings about that from Titan AE, where I think the toys were sitting around for a good month before the movie came out. Well, that's still better than the first G.I. Joe movie. Or was it the second one that was pushed back? One of them. It was the second one that had the completely screwy reset thing on the merchandise. Yes, and the toys came out, like, months early because the toys had already shipped, and then they stopped shipping them, and who even knows? Bruce Willis. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, in non-movie related news, uh, we have uh, pictures now of Masterpiece Dinobot. And, of course, when I first saw mention of it, I was thinking, like, Masterpiece Dinobots. And I was like, <laughs> eh. But then I realized they meant Masterpiece Dinobot, and I was a lot more interested. Uh, because I am less sick of seeing people's fancy takes on Beast Wars Dinobot. Uh, it it uh it looks pretty good. I mean, what we've seen of it so far, he's gosh, he's definitely. To be fair, he and Cheetor are both probably the worst when it comes to uh, how much their show model differed from being something that could transform in real life. Yeah, uh, at least for the major recurring are... characters, it's just Dinobots just. Such a strange mess, and the fact that the toy looks like it's kind of going to look like his Velociraptor and his robot mode, which really don't look like each other. Yeah. I mean, okay, also Black Arachnia, she was like the pinnacle (laughs) Yeah, uh, Yeah, because she's 
kind of made up, but yeah, but yeah, then it looks could do black cracking a bit. I mean, I'm looking at the 3D renders, and on the one hand, it looks close. On the other hand, I'm sure once I actually have one in person, it's just going to be his robot mold unfolding from inside the torso of his beast mode, and then the beast mode just having the flip-out head. Yeah, that, that kind of, it's... The beast mode, it, it's so many panels, so many panels. But you really don't need to display them in beast mode anyway, so yay, big Dinobot robot. Also, he has his rotate blade. That is also That is great. <laughs> You'll need two if you want to recreate that one episode, though. Oh man, oh man. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's actually looking pretty good. Uh, I mean, I guess if they did a Black Arachnia, it would just transform kind of like Transmetal to Black Arachnia did. So that was a good toy. It was. I like that toy. I mean, it's a little poorly balanced, but I mean, to be fair, she kind of is kind of poorly balanced. Poor woman. She couldn't help it. Stupid tarantulas. Anyway. I'm curious uh, how he's going to wind up scale-wise. Um, hmm. Yeah, because he was always a bit taller than everyone else. Except, I guess, was he taller than Primal? Yeah, he was uh, hair taller than Primal. I'm, I'm not sure if it was like wishful thinking or if somebody actually did say he's supposed to be taller than Primal. The Masterpiece one. Ooh. He should be. <laughs> really, if if they can get the height difference dead on, then that that will be so much even better. Depending on the blocking of a given scene, he can be a lot taller than Primal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Depending on how much they want him to look really big. Because, you know, he's that kind of guy. So, we also now have pictures of an upcoming Titans Return Windblade. Who... I believe yeah, we've heard about previously. Yeah, we've heard it. We've uh, seen renders the... before. I don't know if we've seen actual toy pictures. It's out somewhere, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah, those toys do look uh, <laughs> like they're on... I mean, they're clearly on somebody's desk. But, you know, the desk of somebody who bought her and not the desk of somebody who, like, works at the factory. Yeah. Uh, the The face looks really good. Uh, her proportions are a little weird. Her proportions, um, the head proportions might be more weird than some of the other Titan Masters because it actually has her whole fan in there, so she might have a teeny itty bitty face that if you stick it on anybody else is going to look really weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, I I still kind of wish, and and you know, I probably still could at some point. Uh, I had gotten the Takara original one, because that had the very accurate uh, face deco. But this one, I mean, this one's got a very good face deco. It's it's better than the robots in disguise one. Yeah, which barely has any paint. <laughs> yeah. Poor lady. She needed more paint apps. Alas. I know, uh, the proportions on the toy actually kind of look more like IDW Alita 1. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that because Alita One is very kind of brawny. Yeah, and that is not to say like brawn, but 
but actually brawny. Uh, yeah, well, Braun usually maybe... does have a prominent chest, so. That's true. Or, oh no, I'm thinking of Maybe Braun. we can get a, uh, a redeco of that at some point. Uh, speaking of redecos, uh, so primitive skateboarding, who we've talked about having some Transformers tie-in stuff, is apparently getting an Optimus Prime. Uh, yeah, they, they were the ones appears. that had the weird skateboard that had a camera head on one of them, and it was some <laughs> weird guy, I can't remember what his name. Camera bot, Cogman. Uh, but yes, it's, uh, the Apex and Powermaster Optimus Prime in black, because, ooh, that, that never happens. Uh, and apparently his little Titan Master dude is named Shredicus Maximus. Which <laughs> is, uh, it, it's such a wonderful, crazy little name. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. It would be better if he was uh, colored more like the Lincoln Park sound wave. Oh, no. well, <laughs> if it's just the head, that would work. Not the whole thing. Uh, man, Lincoln Park. I wonder if those have started <laughs> disintegrating yet. Those wounds <laughs> definitely will not heal. <laughs> um. Oh, that was... I mean, I've heard that they've gotten better with the gold plastic, but that's the sort of thing that only, literally only time will tell. So we'll find out how well that particular collectible fares in another ten years or so. So yeah, one last bit of oh. actually comic-related news before we move on to the comic book for this I week. I had uh, one other toy news before that, too. What? Oh, go for it. Tell us about Primus. Oh yeah! Oh right! I almost read about that. He's party. He he's very very party. He's he's fantastic looking, but he's not like one hundred and fifty dollars gorgeous looking, which is his price tag. Man, I think it would depend on like what my budget was like because if one hundred and fifty dollars was not that huge a uh, a chunk out of my budget, I would totally buy him for that because. You know, he looks amazing. If he was a hundred, maybe, but a hundred. I don't know that like... I would eat ramen for him, but it's, uh, he's pretty great. Oh, he's so pretty. So is he like evil? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, he's purple and blue, except for you transform him and he's got like a orange Hawaiian shirt on underneath. <laughs> I mean, he's evil colors. Yeah. If that's what the one that came out. During Cybertron had to click, I would not have sold it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that's the uh, thing. I still got the Cybertron one, so I don't need the weird colored one. My question is, how much of that is blacklight reactive? All of it. Well, act, maybe not the orange, oh. but I'm almost sure the rest of it. Yeah. The well, yeah, because he's, he's got some all spark blue on him, so that, that'll really. Oh, help. that looks so good, man. It looks so good. I want to touch it. I want to put it under a black. I light. want to see someone explain to a so. kid what a cyber planet key is again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of the weak point of the whole, you know, very specific uh, gimmick line gimmick things. Is it makes it a little more awkward to uh, 
to reuse I kind of love that based on these stock photos, they just went, fuck it, no deco for the Cyber Planet Gee. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to include this? I guess it's part of the mold. So, uh, yeah, comic news. And, and this was very sad coming on the heels, actually pretty much a week ago, uh, coming on the heels of last week's excellent Till All Are One issue, but it is now canceled. Well, uh, I've actually listened to some other podcasts this week that, uh, were recording when this news hit. <laughs> yeah, we usually do after. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's why I keep the Twitters closed when we're podcasting. Uh, yeah, so Till All Our One is going to end at issue 12. Uh, it's going to get a annual, and that's it. No. Especially knowing since it's way more fun than Prime is right now. Yeah. Optimus Prime is. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I guess the sales were, you know, the sales, as she put it, had a normal attrition rate. Uh, but yeah, they asked to, they, they suggested maybe doing some stuff with the plot, you know, moving things around a bit. And she's like, eh, I'll go write some things that aren't Transformers for a change. Uh, which, you know, she, she writes good stuff that are not yeah, Transformers. Wrote- she wrote a, um, oh, the, the version of, I think it's Hamlet from Isn't the it, witch's point of view or something. Wasn't it called Toil and Trouble? Something like that. I never actually yes, saw it in yes. my comic book shop, so. Aw. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was good. Uh, so yeah, she's, I mean, that was like really deep and interesting and good and I really hope that you know I will be looking forward to seeing her other stuff uh, so yeah I would definitely recommend looking over that blog post that she made about it uh, she's got some various things like some of her favorite things her favorite line I think you underestimate the depth of my pettiness <laughs> such a good line it's just pretty great but yeah the stuff that she didn't get to fit in there is some of it's like Ah, I want to read all of those. Yes, I want to <laughs> yeah. read all of those. Especially, and I think we've, uh, cause I've, I've mentioned how much I like Metroplex, but giving Metroplex an avatar so he could move around the city and meet people like a normal bot. I'm like, oh, so he could make friends. <laughs> he needs to make friends because he is the lonely. Oh, and, and having tall tanker and fat tanker meet another tanker who's a was a micromaster, and they just yes. don't like him. <laughs> for for no really good reason. Yeah, that's that's pretty cute. Uh, so uh, so yeah, that's sad, but yeah. you know, it's we got some really good stuff, uh, and and that shall never be taken away from us. So yeah, so this week, uh, speaking of comics with feels in, uh, we've got a new issue of Lost Light, uh, and this is the last issue of the whole Functionist Universe thing. Yay, we're, we're out of there, the deep depressing universe. 
I uh, I appreciate that after ending the last issue on Rodimus about to punch Rung, <laughs> we then get the first page of Rodimus just punching Rung. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's a little appalled that he just punched Rung, because, I mean, come on. Poor guy. It's just, he can't do that. He's so small. In any course of action where you try to inflict physical violence on Rung, you're probably doing something wrong. <laughs> you are in the wrong. Though, uh, Functious Universe Rung is pretty hardcore. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of action stuff happens with Megatron and Terminus and explosions. Uh, Also, we see more of Kaput, and I like Kaput. Uh, (laughs) I like his name, given that he's a medic. I kind of wish he had little sound effects when he was rolling across the field of blue flowers. Little putt, 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 putt. Yeah, there's some... I think it's the one issue of the early G1 Marvel stuff that was written by Len Kaminsky that's all just the story about Bumblebee. And there's like a panel where he's driving along and it's just put, 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 put. <laughs> like, poor Bumblebee. Uh, so yeah, they do basically what, you know, what I said they, I pointed out they had the capacity to do, which was go look for lugs little monument thing. Uh, so, so yeah, all the stuff going on with uh, the snowflake and the, uh, the spark flowers and all looks like they have, they have managed to make a new lug or, you know, remake lug, presumably. So, which, which seems like if they have enough, they have the right resources to make a new protoform that can save anybody from the flowers. That's I, well, not necessarily. Applied as an exception, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's still an exception. But the the fact that it's possible. I mean, how many flowers are on the Necro world? Billions. Yeah, yeah. so this can't possibly be the only one. But yeah, there's I guess it's also that the actual stuff is rare, but. If they're leaving the Functionist universe, which is where the Necro world is stuck now, they won't have access to it, but I, I don't know. This issue felt like a lot of James Roberts eating his cake while having his cake. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. So much cake. Yeah, I, I admit I was kind of, and, and I've mentioned before, like with, uh, Chrome Dome and Rewind, it's kind of nice when everything isn't just good and happy all the time. So it's entirely possible that there will be consequences. Uh, but as of this point, it does seem like it's a happy ending. Just serving yeah. a tidy, happy ending and not pain. I need more pain. I yeah, but more like, misery. A lot of the incidents on the Functionist Universe Cybertron, like it's a series of funny, horrible events conspiring to get to the end of the issue. Yeah, that seems like po- realistic politics these days. Well, kind of, <laughs> but, but there's like incidents like where Rodimus is saying one thing and, and then shit explodes. It's like, 
things are playing off each other in in because because the writer wants it that way. <laughs> Although, well, it's kind of like the universe is of what, ah, creating it that way, but it's the writer nudging everything to the way he wanted, and it works out. So, uh, so Rung gets to punch the moon. Yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like I said, Functionist Universe Rung is hardcore. He gets an a full page splash of him growing to giant size and punching the moon with the caption "Disillusion Part Six: This Machine Kills Fascists." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty epic. I would put that page on my wall. I would put that page in my locker in high school. So. Oh. Well, if the fonts are on there, I don't think the fonts are actually on the original art, but you could always paste it with a transparent layer to do that. That work. See, look, when when I was in high school, I liked to Xerox particularly good splash pages. Because I was a huge nerd. Uh, but yes, I would put that in my locker. Uh, but, uh, so I'm, I'm just scrolling through it. Also, uh, I, I want to know, I mean, Nautica is great and all, but I want to know when we get a toy of Clicker. Never. <laughs> what do you mean? We should totally get it. <laughs> like, it wouldn't even be that outlandish, would it? No. Not really, no. I, we, we've there's... had, like, a pen that transformed into Optimus Prime, but it was a big blocky pen. Yeah, I mean, this it would actually be a pen that actually seems pen-shaped in alternate mode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> he is, and also, I love, yes. I love Rodimus not understanding what quid pro quo means. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and he uses it a couple times. <laughs> Like that's that's not what that means. <sighs> I love Rodimus. He's still ridiculous. So so yeah, I mean there's some back and forth about whether Megatron is staying or going. Terminus wants him to stay there. He's like, No, I'm gonna go. But then events are like, No, you're staying. <laughs> Well, events and Terminus taking those events to his advantage. I suppose. I mean, I don't... Admittedly, we haven't seen much of Terminus to, to judge his character, but I would say that I don't... He doesn't strike me as someone who manipulates things that way. Well, no, he's not malicious, but he takes the advantage of... They ha they're, everybody else runs to a teleport pod thing. And that one doesn't work, so they have to go to a second one, and then they call Terminus to say, oh, we gotta go, and Terminus just kind of neglects to inform Megatron about the change. Hmm, I, I will have to look yeah, closer I... at it, because he does tell him that they're about to jump, but... Yeah, he does. Yeah, I he... missed him not... Yeah, he, he leaves out the important part, because he doesn't want to lose his oh, Megatron. Oh, yeah. This is what I get for not reading things three times over. I should have I should have learned I have to do that with with uh, James Roberts. But yes, they they do go to the first place and, and things just work out the way they should. Yeah, because it it just says it's it looks the same because it's you know a, a jump pad. But yeah, it, 
the background and nearby. And so, ah, yeah. oh, Terminus! <laughs> Bastard! Uh, I mean, to be fair, I can see an argument of him thinking that this is best for Megatron. And it is. kind. Of, yeah, because it's what we thought might happen. We just couldn't mm-hmm. figure out a reason how it would happen that everybody would be okay with it. Kind of all the Rodimus isn't okay with it, but Terminus... Yeah. Uses situation to his advantage that, yeah, you, you're, you're most useful here. In this shitty universe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I am sort of curious, uh, how to interpret, uh, you know, Minimus talking about how they can't let him get away. Oh, I know exactly and how that- to- Oh, yeah. Parse that. Yeah, there's only one way to read that. Rodimus was reminded of the fact that Getaway exists and was paralyzed. Uh, with Which makes him really angry. I, I was, I was overthinking it. I was no, thinking that there was some context to Rodimus's feelings uh, about Megatron. You know, how, how basically Rodimus seemed to think that Megatron was going to try to escape. Through all of this, no, it, uh, but no, I, I think yeah. that's a, a much. I think the surface reading is yes, the, the surface, re- the verbal reading. It is it his anger at Getaway trumps his need to keep Megatron in line. Yes, so I don't think that that is especially a take on how Minimus feels about Megatron. I think that's just. You know, I think Rodimus is briefly it. shocked by the thought that Minimus might be comparing what Megatron is, is doing, not necessarily voluntarily here, to uh, what Getaway did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I also think that name kind of... <laughs> yeah, did kind of click something. I, I, I uh, do like the reminder now that we're getting out of the Functionist Universe stuff that... Rodimus has made a death vow so hard that he gave himself a redeco. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's, uh, that's pretty hardcore. Cause I mean, we did see Minimus last issue being, you know, like he understood that Megatron wasn't just wanting to stay to escape punishment, but then again, he's not necessarily going to use that kind of wording around. Like he's not going to tell Rodimus, oh, we have to go rescue Megatron. <laughs> Because he's a sad whoopee. <laughs> to take care of him. Uh, but yes, that's, I, I get it now. I get it. <laughs> this is the everyone explains this to Jen show. Well, maybe you can explain the last page. Cause I'm still trying oh, to figure out. Oh, the last page. Oh, that, that one's. I'll, I'll tell you what the last page is. You know, do you remember who Roller was trying to contact? <laughs> Optimus? Yes. yes. So they're implying he's still alive in that universe. Yeah. At, at the very least, Orion Pax is there, and that's Orion Pax trying to get back to Roller and getting Megatron. And Megatron is happy because he wants to hang out with Babby, yes. Babby Optimus. So. Yeah, cause he's getting a second chance to be friends with Orion Pax that he missed the first time around. Okay. So yes, that's that's pretty cute. That's that's pretty happy. 
but yeah, I mean, Roller's sticking around. He's Yay. he's still on the crew. Also, he is huge. He's so big. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> also, awesome ratchet hugging Rung when they get back. Yes. Aww, and Rung is just like, okay. Poor Ratchet. <laughs> that's 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 some feels right there. Ratchet just feeling after all of that, like he really needed to hug their Rung. I can't blame him. Aww. Yeah. So. But, I mean, Rodimus is clearly still angry about Megatron being left behind. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure, given, given how Rodimus is, I'm sure once Megatron has been, like, out of his field of vision for five minutes, then he'll forget that he exists, and then it'll all be okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering what the, uh, I guess playing pieces here wind up being in uh in the the main universe or the functionist. Yes, one? I mean like as far as story threads that are still loose. Hmm. We do uh, have well, kind of a way. I, I, not talking about the stuff that's already going on in the main universe, oh. though, but just like as a result of this story, we have mm-hmm. Megatron and a teaser of. Him continuing to do stuff in the Functionist universe. And my worry from the start on this one was that if you take Megatron off the table, he's going to come back in as a bad guy. Because they will not be able to Mm. resist having a bad guy Megatron again. I feel like at this point he's, you know, this is it for his story here. Yeah, that's it for this Megatron. Well, yeah. Oh no, maybe next we'll have Beast Wars Megatron. I brought that up in another episode, guess, and that would be great. <laughs> well, yes. But yes, Megatron is giving them all a speech on how they need to make the privileged more woke, and, and then... Yay, Energon Jetfire is still there. <laughs> yes. He's giving a speech to Energon Jetfire about how they need to explain privilege to the privileged people. It's very relevant. Um, but yeah, I I do think this is going to be the last that we've seen of <laughs> I want to say 616 Megatron. <laughs> uh, but, I, I definitely don't but, think we're going to see know. him for a while. I do think it's not mm-hmm. outside the realm of possibility that they get their bacon saved by Megatron dimension hopping as part of something he was doing completely separately. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, I feel like part of the point is that he's sort of going back to his roots and and being more small-scale in his rabble-rousing. But yeah, maybe we'll see. Hmm. Uh, But yeah, he's gonna gonna hang out with Orion Pax now. Yay! And... But yes, it's it's very sad when like they've gone, they've left without me. Terminus says they've given you a second chance. Says they'd already done that. Oh. I can't deal with the Megatron feels. Uh, but yeah, I think I I am definitely looking forward to what we're gonna see after this. Uh, 
I know on Twitter earlier, there was some Nick Roche art of Nautica in a very alien bar looking setting, yeah, which is always, always promising. A few issues from now, I think. So it's, yay, Nick Roche yeah. is back. And aliens, yay. Yes, I like Transformers being that, like, you know, part of a bigger weird space thing. And not like in the cartoon where 90% of life in the universe was robots. Yeah. I guess that was mostly the movie. The movie is weird, man. The movie is weird. I was was just thinking the other day that it's really unfair to judge the live-action movies for being completely incomprehensible, but then hold TFTM on a pedestal. (laughs) Because it is also completely incomprehensible. Yeah. Uh, but, but it moves a lot faster and is shorter. That's true. That's true. Uh, so yeah, it looks like everything's happy for some people. Uh, we've got... I, I have to say that I almost feel like... I mean, you were talking about things feeling like they're being pushed towards wrapping up, and I do kind of feel like that with Anode and Lug. Uh, that that was sort of, you know, hurried along a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's, I guess it's good that people get to be happy sometimes. Jeez. <laughs> I I just want to find out if Nickel gets to be happy. That's a loose (laughs) plot thread. Oh yeah, there's a uh, there's a plot line that I'd like to see the Deathsaurus and Nickel stuff. Oh, we need more Deathsaurus. Yeah, the the scavengers can bump into them or something. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I mean it's it's good. Uh, You don't get the super dark messed up stuff that we got in uh we got into all our one last week but it's you know it's good uh, so yeah that was our comic for this week so any other overall comments on this uh one more yeah one more till our <laughs> one dang it wind Same. i guess windblade is going to stay dead Oh man, I hope not. You can't do that. <laughs> That's like leaving Megatron off in some alternate universe. <laughs> yeah. Can't just do that. I mean, I guess we'll find out. I, oh I, man, wrong. I just even. want to have a bunch of both of those to read more. I want yeah. to marathon them like yeah. a Netflix show. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why people wait for the trade. How long was it? Because it was like... And you have to wait longer. Yeah. There was like two series of Windblade before Till All of One, so... Mm-hmm. It's like what? How long were those yeah. Windblade series? One of them was only four issues, I think. The other one was yeah, one was just a straight-up mini, and then the other one was an ongoing that got interrupted for a renumbering. Hmm. I think that one got like, what, eight and or nine And I guess issues? a broadening of scope. Something like that, yeah. And then it got relaunched as Till All Our One. Yeah, so we've had like 24 or so issues. That's pretty good in comic book land. Yeah. These days, anyway. Still want more. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I want more, too. I'll but take this opportunity not we... to get into a conversation about the economics of comic book publishing 
and the increasingly visibly questionable benefits of big relaunch event type things. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like there needs to be more stuff going on with... uh I feel like there needs to be more accounting for sales in digital, because we don't ever really see that. But I assume that IDW at least knows what their sales in digital are. So, But that's sort of a problem with any kind of armchair quarterbacking here, is that there's a whole set of sales data that we just don't have access to. And it's actually pretty significant these days. the print stuff is where the major risk of overhead comes in. Or yeah. Major risk of being stuck with expenses they can't make up. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where you actually have to print things. And, and yeah, but, and also, comics like this, especially Till All Are One, I mean, print comic sales favor things that are popular with white dudes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why we have Marvel doing the garbage it's doing. Uh, whereas people who traditionally may not feel as comfortable going into brick and mortar comic shops are gonna buy digital. And that's gonna be your women, mostly your women, but <laughs> any sort of, you know, not mainstream comic people. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like I said, IDW knows what they're what their digital sales were like, so we just don't have that information to to comment on. Yeah, now we just have to wait to see how long it is before Micronauts gets cancelled and various other things that have come out of revolutionaries that hey, remember 30 years ago, white guys? Here's some toy comics. (laughs) But you don't because you're like 40 and this stuff is for people who are like 45, 50 now. (laughs) I don't know. Well, no, that's He-Man. Okay, yeah, that's true. I guess there still is a human. All right, well, is there? I think it's still going. I don't remember. I haven't seen it in the shop in a while, but it was a thing at one point. That's a nice cover art, but aside from that, don't care. Well, it was Wildstorm, so yeah, it had nice cover art. All right, so that. That is it for this week. Uh, we will be ne- back next week with, I'm sure, more ridiculous movie tie-ins. Yeah. Uh, so until then, uh, this is Jen. And Alex. And David. Yay! <laughs> Clicker! <laughs> he ain't gonna get me toy. Underground Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. 
We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground.